0: This is a Rooster Teeth production.
1: June 4th, 1629. A ship loaded with treasure wrecks near a small island off the western coast of Australia. Many on board managed to escape and make their way to shore, but that was just the beginning. What followed was a tale of mutiny, backstabbing, and murder that has been called one of the worst horror stories in maritime history. So, okay, yeah, good, (laughs) good. And you've heard some of the things we cover on this show. Yeah. I'm Charlotte. I'm Patrick. I'm Brian. Ahoy and welcome aboard Ship Hits the Fan, a podcast about some of history's most notable uh uh-ohs and whoopsies on the high seas. We learn as children that the greatest stories, whether adventure or romance, action or intrigue, contain a lesson, a nugget of truth, should you take it and hold it close to the warmth of your chest, it may very well blossom into the fruit of enlightenment. Mm. This particular tale offers us a truth you would be well advised to heed. Don't trust the Dutch. Oh, never. No, <laughs> Not never even yeah. once. Oh my Not God, even no. once.
0: <laughs> no <laughs> uh,
1: Follow us on Chipit's Pod. Thank you for listening. Tell your mom Unless she's Dutch, unless she's Dutch, then I got bad news for you.
2: Then tell that eight-foot-tall beauty to listen to something else. Yeah,
1: (laughs) Tell her to ride her bike elsewhere while you listen to this. (laughs) Uh, They really have it better in a lot of ways. Anyway, launched in 1628, the 150-foot fully-rigged Batavia was the most impressive ship in the Dutch East India Company.
0: That's got to be saying something too, right? Oh, yeah. We should explain
1: what the Dutch East India Company was. Uh, The company was established in 1602 as a chartered company whose goal was to trade with India, where most of Europe's cotton and silk originated.
0: Yes. Big business. Big <laughs> like The biggest. Business. Yeah. yeah.
2: The, the OG big business. Yes. Corporations are people, my friends. Yeah. This, this is where all that came from.
1: Yeah. And it became what's known today as a conglomerate, meaning it did many things like, oh, shipbuilding, slave trading, and colonization. What were the last two? Uh, shipbuilding and colonization. Oh, and slave trading. Right. Lots of slave trading. Okay. Yeah. Big business again.
2: Yeah. Just like today.
1: <laughs> it was a forerunner of modern day multinational corporations. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for laying those stones down. Uh-huh. Uh, but the Dutch East India Company had powers far beyond what we see of corporations today. It could wage war take and execute prisoners, coin money, negotiate treaties, and establish colonies. And it did all of this in its operations in India and South Asia.
0: Of course it did.
1: Yeah. And I I think Amazon's well on its way. They'll get there. They will get there. It was the Exxon of its day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dull pineapple, the Chiquita,
2: Ooh, yeah. the standard oil, <laughs> uh, the Nestle. Uh,
1: uh-huh. A fan tweeted at the show, uh, uh, the uh, Louisiana exhibit of BP sponsoring an aquarium yes. where there's a, exactly oh, right, what yeah, a right. fake oil rig yes. uh, where, where a lot of happy fish swim around. Yeah. Um, thank you. BP. Thank you, British Petroleum. Uh, anyway, over the next century, it expanded its operations to Maritus, South Africa, Indonesia, Taiwan, Japan, Malaysia, Thailand, and Vietnam. But let's get back to the Batavia. Please. Like all ships of its kind in the company, the Batavia's job was to travel from the Netherlands to the Dutch East Indies, which is now known as Indonesia, to get spices. Uh, people just didn't season their food for a while in a lot of parts of the world. Yeah. Yeah.
2: We need the spices. We need the, those spices. That's how they talk. That's my best. Depth. I think that's, that's, was, I that's, think that's how they sound. Yeah. Gritted teeth and
1: D's. I need of, the spices. Mm-hmm. I need give me the spices. It took the so-called Brouwer route, which went from the Netherlands around the southern tip of Africa and onto the Dutch East Indies setting sail on her maiden voyage in 1628 the ship was part of a fleet carrying a load of silver to sustain the company's operations in south asia and the name of the ship batavia was also the name of its destination city now known as jakarta the capital of indonesia and oh she was a dangerous trip oh yeah wasn't she the journey from the netherlands to batavia took as long as eight months and once they got to their destination, travelers had to deal with diseases that they were highly vulnerable to. Yes. Like a bookworm. Yeah. Many tropical colonies were even referred to as the white man's grave, <laughs> due to the high mortality among European colonizers from diseases like malaria. Yeah, you can't just go
0: somewhere and expect to have the antibodies.
1: I thought that just happened. To, like I thought that. that just happened to aliens.
0: Well, commonly yes, but also to uh, people. Mm.
2: Their their giant hats and wooden shoes offered no defense. Nothing.
1: Putting down did the, nothing. Putting down the gangplank and is gangplank is that the right word? Yeah, I think so. Gangway. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Pulling up to port and then about a hundred Europeans just spill out dead onto the shore. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> Your tulips are
1: useless. <laughs> yeah. According to the National Museum of Australia, the chance of dying from such diseases in a year was one in four. Oh my god! Good lord. Stay home. Yeah. Where probably your survival chances are also one in four from working in some mill somewhere. Yeah, I mean, they're not good anywhere. No, they're bad. Uh, Anyway, a dangerous voyage. Cannot overstate that. Leading the Batavia were two men, a senior merchant named Francisco Pelsert, who had overall command of the fleet, and a skipper, Arian Jacobs, who was responsible for the ship itself. The problem was that Pelsert and Jacobs hated each other. Oh, no. Due to a dispute the two had had two years ago, when Pelsert publicly scolded Jacobs after he became drunk and insulted Pelsert in front of other merchants, <laughs> animosity had existed between the two ever since. I
0: could totally kick his ass. If you ever tried anything, I would, I would kick his ass. I don't, I, mean, I don't really care. Honestly, I don't even care. Yeah,
1: seriously, no, no, totally, dude. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, I, I think that like that was really big of you to not to not like throw down, right? Yeah. He can't,
2: he can't talk to me like that in
1: front like of the that. other merchants. You know on. who I am? That's not cool. I mean, honestly, yeah. I'm a little PO'd like seriously. I'm Jacob's. I got Jacob's. a Z at the end of my name. Yeah. You don't
2: mess with that. A Z that's the last letter, baby. Cause I'm the last Dutchman he'll ever see.
1: Nice, <laughs> nice, nice F- flying Dutchman fist coming in from left mm. field. <laughs> 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 um the Batavia had about 330 people on board, 180 of those were sailors, 100 were mercenaries and a number of wealthy passengers. Okay. One of those passengers was Jeronimus Cornelis. Cor- cool. Cornelius. That's a great name. A former apothecary who was on the run. Ooh. Probably had slipped some poison to some young in love teenager from a wealthy family. <laughs> yes, I'm so uh, sure. Going off what I know about apothecaries. Yeah. This did not excite my
2: wife at all. I want my money back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I need more rhino horns. Bring me something more endangered. <laughs> <laughs> I need a tortoise or a whale. Uh,
1: calling back to last week's episode, mm-hmm. which...
0: Yes, which I don't think they were taking to uh, make themselves achieve an erection. Uh, I think it was more for eating well, meat.
1: It's all connected, yeah, the humors. Cornelius was accused of associating with a heretical Dutch painter, popularly known as Terentius,
0: Oh no, not Ter- Terentius.
1: <laughs> Terentius's libertine lifestyle and unorthodox religious beliefs led to a trial, and his followers were persecuted. Oh my God!
2: He was the Roger Stone of the Netherlands. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Now, hang on—a—a—a a, a painter with unorthodox beliefs leading followers to persecution—doesn't sound know. familiar to me. Wanting to get out of the Netherlands, Cornelis had secured a position as undermerchant on the Batavia. Always failing upward guys like this. Yes. With this motley crew on board, the brand new Batavia, along with a fleet of other ships, set sail on its long voyage on October 27th, 1628. Almost immediately, Cornelis started trouble. He befriended okay. Jacobs, the skipper, and the two began plotting a mutiny and recruiting accomplices. What? Wow. Just getting right into it.
2: Good Lord. Your last name ends with Z. My, my last name, name
1: ends <laughs> with Z. Let's take over this ship. I think there is something in
0: Zicar. It's for us. <laughs> What a <laughs> insane! Yeah, no, I, I'm a pharmacist. You want to uh, take <laughs> over this cruise ship? I tried to get into the
1: medicine game for a while, but I think I could do captaining.
0: You want to take over this uh, this ship owned by a company that does slavery and owns the world and can probably just kill us? Who starts wars over just basic mm-hmm. business interests? He got mad
2: because Pellissart said that pharmacy wasn't a real major.
1: Yes,
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, you know you're only kind of a doctor. You just count pills. Come on. <laughs> they had their reasons, though, guys. Okay, okay leave them, Step off. Leave them alone. All right, sorry. The Batavia was hauling a giant load of money. Ooh, yeah, cash. Yeah. It was carrying a lot of valuable stuff. Each ship in its class carried an estimated 250,000 guilders, which were oh, gold wow. coins, in 12 wooden chests. This money was intended for the purchase of spices and other commodities. Yeah. I mean, money is a social construct, so. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Its cargo also included four jewel bags worth about 60,000 guilders and an early 4th century Roman carving. Because why not? You gotta have one of those. A ship of this type
0: in this class. Do not travel without your 4th century Roman carving. Halt, sailor. You
1: better have a Roman carving aboard that vessel or you've got hell to pay. Months into the trip, the Batavia got separated from the rest of the fleet during a storm off the Cape of Good Hope. Oh, man. It's so dripping in irony, all these yeah, yeah. all these tales are. Then on the night of June fourth, sixteen twenty nine disaster struck
2: right off the Cape of rape and pillage. yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: the Batavia smashed into a reef just off the Houtman of an island chain sixty kilometers west of Western Australia. At that time, the area was mostly unexplored, and the reefs were not mapped. Mm. About a hundred people died in the collision, what? Yeah. A hundred people oh, Boom off It was the back. 1629
2: This was old
0: school uh, That's baby. true
2: The mermaids would drown you back then They yeah. probably
1: fell on their gout
0: <laughs> They all died of malaria It just happened to be the second <laughs> the That they smashed into the reef yeah. God just fragile Fragile people yeah. The rest
1: scrambled to lifeboats Which took them to nearby Beacon Island At daybreak, the crew used the Batavia's longboat to get about 180 people and some food and water onto this waterless islet that is known as Beacon Island, two kilometers away. The sailors and officers settled on another nearby island. Now, we need some historical context here. In the 1600s, a shipwreck was viewed by sailors as a death sentence. Yeah. Yeah, Poseidon was real back then and he he would get your ass. Yep. Oh yeah, big time. And yeah, it's true. Their situation was not great. Mm -hmm. Beacon was far away from the nearest Dutch settlement, and the island was barren with little to eat and no fresh water. Pelsert knew that without help, they had little chance of surviving. Mm -hmm. The only hope was to sail one of the small lifeboats to look for water on the Australian mainland, or if that didn't work, head to the East Indies, which were about 3,000 kilometers away and seek help. Yeah. Nothing is close,
2: and and for context, like Australia, I think it was even New Holland, what they called it back yeah, then. Yeah. But it, they knew nothing about it. But this would like obviously there were uh, residents there at the time, people living there. But as far as Europe goes, no one went there. It was right. it was to them very unexplored territory.
1: Although there's you know notes from some of the passengers that were like this would make a good prison. <laughs> So in the interest of seeking help, Pelsert and Jacobs left on their journey in the middle of the night. With them, they took the 40 or so people on their island, which consisted mostly of sailors, plus all the Batavia's officers. Oh, that
2: was nice. Just take everybody who knew what they were doing. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, and the rest of the survivors were left on Deacon Island, now with no one in charge. Smart. Good. Okay. But guess who's there? Our favorite apothecary, Cornelis.
0: Oh, good, good. As long as he's okay.
1: Pharmacy time, baby. He was yeah. definitely okay. While others had escaped to the safety of the nearby islands, he had stayed on the wreck of the Batavia, okay. only leaving it nine days later when the ship sunk.
0: He really thought, oh eh,
1: maybe. Maybe if I wait this maybe. out. Yeah, you know. He did manage to swim to Beacon Island. Oh, wow. Two kilometers, where there were 180 desperate people who had been left alone. Good God. At this time, Cornelis learned that one of his accomplices had told Pelsert about the mutiny plot. Uh-huh. Oops. And so he did realize that this would mean a uh, death sentence if Pelsert returned. Yeah. But don't worry. He had a plan. If any ships tried to rescue them, he'd hijack the ships and use them to find another safe haven. Of course, yeah. Yeah. His larger goal, totally normal one, too, was to start a new kingdom.
0: Yeah, obviously. Yeah, using the
1: gold and silver from the wreck.
0: Of course. Big dreams,
1: yeah. big dreams. That's hey. how big
0: things happen. Exactly. You big need dreams. people
1: like this. Hey, if listen, you can dream it, you can do it. Shoot for the moon, and if you fall short, you'll land among the
0: stars. There we go.
2: Guys, let's talk about inflation from cringing at the pump to uh ugh, getting that big check at your favorite restaurant. It is hitting us all where it hurts, and it, it really hurts. That's why I started using Upside. What is Upside? It is an awesome app for anybody who buys gas, groceries, or dines out with every purchase I'm earning cash back thanks to upside and it is so easy to use gas for me is a huge one, but I use it and it saved me like I feel like several dollars it was awesome here's what you got to do guys to get started download the free upside apps use my code hits fan, and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Then you claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. Check in at the business, pay as usual with a credit card or debit card, and get paid. Now, in comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. Here's what you gotta do. Download the free Upside app, And use promo code HITSFAN to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code HITSFAN.
1: But first things first, Cornelis set about taking control of the island. God. The island of misfit
0: Dutch. Yeah.
2: (laughs) He made everyone line up in a single file line. He waited on them one at a time. And it took forever. His lunch breaks were excessive. Mm -hmm. And people were like, I'm never coming back to this Walgreens again.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Boom, roasted. He did get himself elected head of a governing council of survivors and replaced members with his accomplices in the mutiny.
0: I love that the first thing they do is set up a bureaucracy.
1: Yeah. Yes. One that is so susceptible to corruption that it is immediately overtaken by a guy that swims ashore. Yeah. Cornelis gathered all the weapons on board and distributed them to his men. He also took control of all rafts and makeshift boats. Good, great. And then he divided up the survivors. First, he needed to deal with the remaining mercenaries from the ship, a group of about 22 soldiers who weren't loyal to Cornelis personally. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. So he sent the soldiers to an island about eight kilometers away under the pretense of finding water. And did they? Well, we'll get to that because uh, those guys actually did okay. Oh, okay, good. I mean, good. they probably did notice they were like, huh, it's weird that all of us are the same camp of person being sent yeah, away. Yeah, yeah.
2: All the able-bodied men. This is why they needed the Second Amendment on that island. So they <laughs> yes. They protected themselves. Yes. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> One AR and none of this would happen.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when they arrived, Cornelius's men took the soldiers' weapons and marooned them on the island now known as West Wallaby. They were told to send smoke signals when they found water and then they would be rescued. Okay. Well, I, w- I promise we'll come back. Mm-hmm. Now left alone with just his men and the rest of the survivors, Cornelius put his hands together and began a systematic slaughter. Ooh. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, This next part is uh, pretty graphic. Yeah. With depictions of um, violence and sexual assault. Yes. So be aware. The strongest were killed at night. Their throats cut. Yeah. Others were taken out on rafts and drowned. Oh, God. Yeah. And people were murdered at random, with many forced to kill other survivors to save their own lives. What the f- This is a real, pharmacist! Real joker behavior. It's an apothecarist. Well, I mean, yeah. I don't know. Who knows what was in medicine at that time? It just probably melted half of his brain. Yeah. Wherever the conscious yeah. is stored. Only the totally obedient were allowed to live, and women were also raped by Cornelius's men. Good God. He never committed any of the murders himself. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. Well, that's good then. Well, yeah. you still got to get into heaven. Yeah, yeah. He
1: coerced others into killing, usually under the pretense that the victim had committed a crime such as theft. Theft of what?
2: But he was busy. He was
1: busy filling blood pressure medication orders. Yeah. So he didn't have time to commit <laughs> Snake
0: them. oil. It doesn't sell itself.
1: Yeah. Cornelis planned to reduce the island's population to around 45, so that their supplies would last as long as possible. Yeah. In total, Cornelis' followers murdered at least 110 men, women, and children. A small oh. number of women were kept as sex slaves.
0: God. Oh. Yeah, really, Jeez. really rotten. Um, just imagine a you've just survived a man. shipwreck. hmm And then this happens. It's uh, awful. It's, it is really awful. Oh, my God. So
1: by mid-July, the massacre is still going on. But several survivors managed to escape on rafts to West Wallaby where the soldiers had been marooned, those 22 uh, yeah, mercenaries. Yeah. They were under the command of a man named Wibe Hayes. Uh, sure. All these pronunciations are.
0: Well, they know. They, yeah. They know. Well, you, you
1: know. Yeah. Uh, take it up with the Netherlands, okay? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and despite being left to die, that group actually managed to find sources of water and food. Oh. So the, the false pretense under which yeah. they were marooned on this island actually turned out to be true. Yeah. In a way. So Hayes was told by these survivors of what was going on back at the main group. In response, he organized a defense of his own island. His soldiers made primitive weapons and built a small fort out of limestone and coral blocks. Okay, but he didn't send up
2: smoke signals like he was supposed to. Yeah, I mean that's water. just you know, who's the he real didn't live villain?
1: up to his end. Yeah. yeah. At some point, Cornelis learned that Hayes and his men hadn't died and decided to finish them off.
0: Of course, yeah, why not? Yeah. It, it, May as well, I mean, if right? he was going
1: to kill all these people, I guess, well, never mind. In early August, Cornelis tried twice to storm the soldier's island, but was repelled both times. Remember, they had all the weapons.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. they were
1: also fighting 22 mercenaries. Yeah. During a third try, Cornelis was captured and three of his lieutenants were killed. <laughs>
2: So, well, and these were, they had weapons, but these were like
1: muskets. These were like one
0: shot. Right. It takes 10 five minutes, minutes to, to reload. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: Not to take away from the soldiers'
2: accomplishments.
0: Yeah. No, yeah, of course.
1: With Cornelis captured, a man named Wouter Luce took command of the mutineers, and on September 17th, he attacked West Wallaby again. Luce killed three of Hayes's men in the attack, but while the battle was raging, some on the island saw a ship approaching. It was Pelsert. Oh. who managed to successfully make the 33-day journey to Batavia. Oh, wow. Yeah. Where he crowned himself king. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> killed a bunch of people. A new kingdom. Uh, both Luz, now the leader of the mutiny, and Hayes sent ships to Pelsert's boat. Both must have realized that whoever got there first would have a better chance of convincing Pelsert of their version of events.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just a
1: real wacky racist scenario here. Yep. <laughs> Fortunately, Hayes' boat got there first, and those on board informed Pelsert what had happened. (laughs) And then, and then, and then they... (sighs) Finally, order was restored. Pelsert arrested the men in Luz's boat and launched a raid on Beacon Island. The mutineers quickly surrendered. Mm -hmm. The mutineers were tortured until they confessed. Oh, (laughs) Yep. Cornelius and his six closest accomplices were hanged.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um... Pelsert then spent several weeks salvaging most of the silver from the wrecked ship before taking the 16 remaining mutineers and 70 survivors to Batavia. The death toll was massive. Mm-hmm. Of the 330 or so people originally on the ship, only a third survived the ordeal.
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: And of those who had died, about 125 men, women, and children had been murdered by Cornelius's men. The,
0: what the hell? Just-
1: what are Awful. you doing? This guy saw. He was like, "This is my chance."
2: Worst pharmacist ever.
1: Yeah, and that's saying something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you haven't been to my CVS. Yeah. The sixteen mutineers taken to Batavia were tried, tortured, and executed. Why well, mm-hmm. they really liked torture?
0: They love torture. I mean, it, yeah, there's no need to torture them. They just I think they had it yeah. sorted. Love of the
1: game. Love of, of the game. game. Yeah. yeah, corporal punishment. The only ones to escape execution were Luz and a cabin boy named Pelgrom, who Pelser decided to maroon on the Australian mainland.
0: What? Okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. In the aftermath, Hayes was promoted for his role in the wreck. By contrast, Pelser's reputation was tarnished by the entire ordeal. He died of disease in September 1630.
2: Okay. Mm. Okay, but he got back. He came back and kind of saved He came back, yeah. yeah. You helped out.
1: It was an uh oh on his part. Sure. Yeah. Well, Jacob's, for his part, was arrested for negligence soon after arriving in Batavia. He is believed to have died in jail.
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, they, they crashed on these reefs and it like none of it was mapped. None of Western Australia right. was mapped. So they didn't really know. And yeah, there are these awful reefs. So like tons of ships just over the centuries would, would crash against it's, them.
1: It's negligence to not know something isn't there. when it's not charted. Yeah. And for all intents and purposes, invisible. Anyway, the wreck of the Batavia was found in 1963. Mm -hmm. Much of the ship was salvaged and is on display at the Western Australian Maritime Museum. The incident was among the first events in the history of European contact with Australia, and the remains of Hayes' Fort, Australia's first European structure, can still be found on West Wallaby. The structure of wow. those loose rocks piled up to make a simple fortress is the first building Europeans constructed in Australia.
2: Yeah, you can find it. I saw it on Wikipedia. I mean, it's it's just a bunch of rocks piled up, but it's, right. it is kind of cool that it's there. That's, that yeah. is neat,
1: uh, despite <laughs> kicking off a proud tradition of colonialism.
2: Yes, <laughs> yes, that, that, that was our bad.
1: Yeah. Uh, oops. Sorry. As many as 80 skeletons are believed to lie in the sands of Beacon Island. Holy hell. Yeah, so the saga of the Batavia has been the subject of numerous books and documentaries, unsurprisingly. A replica of the ship was finished in 1995 using the same materials and methods utilized in the early 17th century. Its design was based on contemporary accounts, recovered wreckage, and other contemporary ships. After a number of commemorative voyages, the vessel is now moored as a museum ship in the Netherlands. Mm. At first, I assumed replica was not seaworthy, but... Uh, that's cool that it actually uh sailed. Yeah. So yeah, that is the Batavia, an awful, harrowing story. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Can't believe that hasn't been a
2: movie. I am sure maybe at some point it was, but that is a crazy story.
1: Yeah, I it just the tales of uh it, oh god, it's uh, they survive the wreck except for the hundred people that died in the impact of the reef. Mm-hmm. Uh maybe the lucky ones, but they like Survived all this only to be at the whims of an insane pharmacist, an yeah. apothecary.
0: And if you are, if you happen to be in Lilystad, go check out the full size replica.
1: <laughs> yeah, check that out. Shouts out to our Lilystad listeners.
0: Yeah, we love you. You're the strongest army. Despite
1: yeah. everything we said, if yeah. you could take a picture of it, we, for us. we would great. send up a smoke signal if we found water yes. for you. So that's, uh, we just care. Yeah. I. Would like an honorable mention, Foghorn. (laughs) Yeah, so it is rare that we get to see actual footage of ships completely sinking. A lot of the stuff we cover precedes cameras. But Uh a video widely shared across social media before recording shows a 130-foot super yacht called My Saga listing heavily to starboard before disappearing completely beneath the waves. Oh, look up this footage. It is wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you to everyone that tagged us in it. One of the greatest joys of doing this podcast is people are so quick to let us know when a ship has gone down. Yeah. Anytime. The best. It's amazing. The best. It's, it's, I, I, it's, I enjoy it every time. Such really a do. joy. All nine passengers were rescued by the Italian coast guard. Okay. So everyone's fine. Uh, a towing company was contracted to rescue the ship before it fully capsized, but weather issues and the positioning of the yacht made it difficult to the point that they just allowed it to sink. Yeah. It went totally down. Apparently, yeah. it has been designated as non-recoverable. Um, some interesting details. Apparently, the ship owned by a Russian oligarch, Jannady mm-hmm. Ivazan, uh, which is a... Uh, Big name in Russian coal exporting. Oh, apparently a chairman in the second largest coal exporter. Great. Uh, There's like, you know, there's a lot of speculation and cries of insurance fraud. uh, But I couldn't find, you know, a solid enough source to to validate any of those claims. Mm -hmm. So we don't want to run Genevieve's good name. No, 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 I don't. I would far, far be it from ship hits the fan to be smirch. We cool. Yeah, not do that. But yeah, I mean, like, hey, you know, maybe, maybe it was sunk for insurance purposes for some tax write off or, you know, millions and millions of dollars in insurance payoff. I don't know. Probably. At the very least, we can enjoy the sight of a rich person's toy going underwater (laughs) and everyone living. and, And we just can hope that any fish. Uh, got out of the way of the quickly descending super yacht.
0: We hope. Yeah, we really yeah.
1: hope. There's, you know, I, I, we, we we don't need any more man made materials in our oceans, but if I'm going to see a What's boat one sink. More? Yeah, you know, if I'm going to see a boat sink, I want it to be a, a, a rich person's boat. Yacht. It's yes, always yeah. a
2: good day when a super yacht goes down. Yeah. Maybe Zelensky got it. Maybe, hey, they, uh, maybe, maybe they're yeah. sending a
1: message. Who knows? They have done that before. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the ship hits the fan. That's the honorable mention. It is. There's, there's not a lot to it, but it's something that just happened, and I really, you know, go look up that video.
0: All right, thanks, everybody. I'm Patrick. I'm Charlotte. I'm
1: Brian. Are we doing the intro again here? Bye at the bye. End? Ahoy! I don't know. And
0: welcome no. aboard ship. Bones, the fan a
1: podcast bleach about some of bleach bone. history's bone most bleach. notable uh oh's and. This is our white album. Whoopsies on the high seas. <laughs> yeah.
0: Today's episode is brought to you by Bone Bleach.
1: Get those bones whiter than they've ever been.
0: Bye, everybody.
2: Bye.